4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
5: thing about the government shutdown, nobody's talking about. We will talk about it tonight. We have Ray Epps finally charged with a crime. Julie Kelly joins us now. We have all that, including a lost F-35, so much more coming up on I'm Right. You know how certain memories pop up from your childhood and sometimes you can't explain why? That ever happened to you? Of course you're gonna remember big events, great ones, traumatic ones. Oh, my cat got run over by a car. Oh, I learned how to ride a bike. You know, you're gonna remember certain things from your childhood, but sometimes weird memories stay in your head. Don't worry, I'm getting to politics. I'm going somewhere with this. You know a weird memory that stays in my head? I remember it like it was yesterday. We were living in Ohio I was young. I, I would guess nine, eight, nine. I don't know. I was young. And I get on the school bus out in front of my house. We live kind of out in the country in Ohio. I get on the school bus, and we're on this busy road. It's busy road. Cars zooming by all the time. And I look over, and there's something in the road, some kind of roadkill, I think, of some kind. My memory is a little fuzzy on what it was, but there was something in the road. And there were two squirrels in the middle of the road, this busy road, <whistles> cars zooming by. No one's coming by because the school bus has stopped everybody. We're talking 50 miles an hour, cars are zooming by. And these two squirrels in the middle of the road are fighting with each other over who gets claim to whatever this roadkill stuff, nuts, who knows, whatever it was they were trying to eat. So these two squirrels fighting with each other, no, is th- th- mine, no, it's mine, in the middle of this busy highway. And I still remember this when I was a child, looking and thinking to myself, then those girls are gonna die. That's exactly how I think right now when I look at this budget situation that everybody's talking about right now. The budget, the big budget fight. Do we do a continuing resolution? Do we fund it for 30 days? Do we fund it uh, to the end of the year? Here's Kevin McCarthy out there saying, nobody wants a shutdown. It's a good thing I love a challenge.
0: Every day is going to be a challenge. we got a long week. We're not not—we're not September 30th yet, but the one thing I'll tell everybody, um, I've never seen anybody win a shutdown. You only put the power in the hands of the administration. If you want to secure the border, pass Homeland. If you want to make uh, America strong and secure, you pass the DOD or Bill. If you're not willing to pass appropriation bills and you're not willing to pass a continuing resolution to allow you to pass the rest of appropriation bills and you don't want an omnibus, I don't quite know what you want. I mean, we just have to get together, figure it
5: out, and move forward. Okay, so that's Kevin McCarthy negotiating in the media, is what they call that. Obviously, he could have these conversations and has had these conversations behind closed doors. That's him throwing a little bomb out there at the people who are kind of opposing him. McCarthy, the establishment type, he just wants to sign it all and just keep going. Who's he throwing a bomb at? Well, he's throwing that bomb at somebody like our good friend Chip Roy, who came on this show, has come on this show many times, and talks about things that he wants.
6: And what the question is going to be on September 30th is are we going to rubber stamp a continuing resolution that is a bill that will keep government funded at last year's levels? Are we going to maintain that status quo? If we do, then we're maintaining the funding and the priorities of the Biden administration, and at the high, the grossly high level from last December, our position is that we should not do that. We should limit those funds and/or get massive policy changes, starting first with the border and ensuring that we actually change what's happening at the border with respect to the assault on Texas and endangering our country, but also dealing with things like the Department of Justice, the Department of Defense, and its wokeness. Um, And frankly, I'm just going to be blunt, Jesse. I'm saying to my Republican leadership, pick a damn fight. Name one thing, one thing you're proud of your Republican majorities doing in the last 30 years. In my lifetime, I can't remember a damn thing that Republican leadership and Republican majorities have ever given the American people. Nothing. They talk about welfare reform. They talk about tax cuts for, you know, corporations. Come on. Like, what if they stood up and fought for you or me? Okay? And that's what we need to do.
5: Okay. Obviously, I fall more on the side of Chip. He wants some cuts. He wants some adjustments made. We got to cut this. We got to get that. Let's get a win at the border. So you got Kevin. He just wants to sign everything. Chip, he wants some real cuts. He wants some policy wins for you and me. You got Jim Jordan kind of making a prediction out there. Remember, Jim's in leadership. Well, just a continuing resolution.
7: So I think the, the the smart move, frankly, is to execute the play that we put in motion back during the debt ceiling agreement, and says let's pass the CR to early next year, sometime in March, not 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 one till December, like March first, say, because on January first, if we're in a continuing resolution, there's an the automatic across the board one percent cut that kicks in. Maybe be one of the few times we've actually totally, you know, reduced discretionary spending in this capital. Uh, so I would be for that. Here's a CR to march. And now we can fight for the policies that we think make sense, things we want to do different with your tax dollars at the FBI, as an example, things we want to do at the Department of Homeland Security and say you can't use any money to set up a disinformation governance board and number of policy writers that get attached. If it's some short-term CR, then I'd put on one good policy and send it to the Senate and Durham to, to not accept that.
5: Okay. Kevin wants to keep going. Chip wants some big cuts. Sounds like Jim kind of wants a CR until March. Okay, Those are all interesting positions. And I, I don't know where you fall on any of those positions. interesting. It's very interesting. Except for this uh, one little fact.
8: We're $33 trillion in debt! Why are we negotiating any of this? $33
5: trillion in debt. I... I'm going to play this for you again. I know you already saw it on the show. Maybe because I'm upset, you're not going to listen to me. Peter Schiff is the man who accurately predicted the 2008 financial disaster that hit this country. Do you remember what Peter Schiff came on this show and said? And as you watch Peter Schiff, as you watch him say, again, what you've already seen him say on this show, I want you to keep in the back of your mind that republicans and democrats as we speak as you're watching this show they are currently all meeting in this big gaggle in dc to discuss where these billions go and those billions hundreds of billions of dollars hundreds of billions of dollars hey who should get this and more for them and more for them oh we can't afford to cut one percent there or even 11 percent, a little percent there I want you to watch Peter Schiff and keep in mind they're all discussing how to spend billions as we speak.
3: All these things that we've spent money on uh, over the years, over the decades, we've borrowed. We haven't uh, uh, collected enough taxes from Americans to pay for the spending. And so we've built this $33 trillion debt mountain. And that's just the tip of the mountain because there's a lot of debt uh, that is unfunded that we still are obligated to pay. The U.S. government has co-signed a lot of liabilities, and when you add that all together, you're talking about hundreds of trillions of dollars. It, it is completely unpayable, and historically, the way governments get out of the situation is through inflation. They just print away uh, the value of their liabilities, but they destroy everybody's savings and everybody's you know, paper assets and their wages in the process.
5: I just want to make sure that this is broken down in a way we can all understand. I can understand. You can understand. So I'm going to explain it to you this way with an analogy, even a little different than the two squirrels analogy. I want you to imagine this. There's you and there's me. And we are sitting in a life raft in the middle of the ocean. And we're looking down. I just read this horrific World War II story tomorrow about a a, a wreck. It doesn't matter. But I remember the sailors are all looking down, and they're seeing these huge sharks, 12, 15, 16-foot sharks swimming underneath them. And so we know that that's in the water underneath us. You, me, life raft. And the life raft has all these bricks in the middle of it so many bricks that it's starting to break the life raft it's starting to come apart holes are popping in the life raft and the water's coming in and i know and you know if that life raft goes down we are all gonna die you and me are going to die and instead of sitting there in the life raft with an emergency meeting discussing just how many bricks we're going to throw off the life raft. Both parties, as we speak, are sitting there in Washington, D.C., discussing just how many more bricks we should load into the life raft. That's what I think about right now when I think about this budget fight and continuing resolution. And should we cut 1% here? Uh Uh-oh, millions may die. 5% there? There is a fiscal avalanche of hell and misery coming for this nation because of our debt in our unfunded liabilities. You cannot survive as a nation with your debt this far exceeding your GDP. It has never been done in the history of mankind. And when that fiscal disaster finally gets here, you, me, your kids, their kids, their kids after them will have a drastically reduced standard of living than we have ever known. And the avalanche is coming down the mountain and we're sitting there playing solitaire at the bottom. What an unserious country. What an unserious government. What an unserious Congress we have. These people are sitting around dividing up money as if we have some. Lunacy. You know, I think back about those squirrels. Me sitting there as a kid thinking, man, those squirrels, they're so stupid. Squirrels are going to get mowed down. Those squirrels are just like us. We human beings not even a little bit smarter than the squirrel because that's exactly what we're doing here in this country. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We have F35 talk, Ray Epps talk, Julie Kelly's going to join us. We have so many great things tonight before we get to any of those things. That seems like a pretty good transition into please buy some precious metals, please. These people are going to kill us. They are. It's, it's not just where we're at, it's where we're going. They're not even attempting to change directions. Get some gold or silver coins delivered to your front door. So when, when these people destroy our financial system, you will have some value so you and your family can stay afloat. Get it in your IRA, 401k too, because don't think the stock market's going to be exempt from that. Where do you begin? How do you even begin to do all that stuff? You make a phone call. Oxford Gold Group. Totally laid back. These are my people. I send my family there. I send my own dad there, friends, you name it. This is my only stop for gold. And right now, I'm doing what the nation of China is doing, and I'm buying it up because I see a storm coming. Eight three three nine nine five 995 gold Tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take care of you, I promise. All right? 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back.
3: I will say you are quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, to the um, um, blocking of the uh, um, of the abortion centers, but that is generally because they are those actions are taken in uh, with photography at the time um, uh, during the daylight, and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, the Those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do. Are doing this at night um, in the dark? We have put full resources on this.
5: I'd almost forgotten Merrick Garland's excuse for why all the pro-lifers are getting arrested, and none of these people firebombing the abortion cl- or the pro-life clinics are. Well, because it's nighttime. I say that because three pro-lifers were just convicted of blocking an abortion clinic. Joining me now, she has so much to catch us up on, I almost feel bad for her, Julie Kelly. Julie Kelly, I I don't even need to introduce her anymore on this show, you do need to go subscribe to her Substack, though, so you can have all the juicy goodies. It's called Declassified. Highly recommend you go subscribe. Okay, Julie, uh, these three pro-lifers, It is my understanding in the interest of fairness that they were actually physically blocking the entrance on purpose, do I have that right?
9: Yes, you do. And I just have to say, listening to Mayor Garland, wasn't that the same excuse we heard about why the Antifa rioters who were assaulting the Portland, the federal courthouse in Portland for over a hundred nights why they couldn't figure out who those guys were because it was at nighttime (laughs) and they couldn't uh, uh, identify who they were. I mean, it's just absurd on its face. So yes, apparently, and this goes back to an incident in October of 2020, um, the blockade of uh, an abortion clinic in Washington, DC. So I believe that the charges initially were dropped or uh, the prosecutor at the time decided not to pursue charges, but this is the revitalization of this FACE Act that criminalizes really any protest or attempt to blockade access to abortion clinics. And now I think we have at least eight individuals in this case who have been convicted by a DC jury. Uh, There are a number more who have been convicted and are facing charges. So this is Merrick Garland, Matthew Graves, the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, and Kristen Clark, the head of the civil division. This is their way of rounding up pro-life activists. And of course, sending a message to all jurisdictions across the country that if you blockade, or they can make up any story, any evidence that you blockaded it or conspired to blockade it, which was the situation here, um, you will face up to 11 years in prison. These individuals, including two women in their 70s, were immediately taken into custody at the orders of Clinton-appointed judge Colleen Kolar uh, catelli So these people are now riding in a D.C. gulag, waiting to be sentenced, where again, they could face up to 11 years in prison.
5: We're going to send those two grandmas to federal prison for 11 years for sitting in front of an abortion, (laughs) good freaking grief. You know what, I don't even have time to go into this because Julie, we have so much. I'm sorry, we've got to move on because I just saw three people in Michigan, three people were acquitted on these charges about all this fed-napping stuff with Gretchen Whitmer, Julie, could you explain why these evil, dastardly terrorists would be acquitted from this horrible crime?
9: You know, Jesse, it is a good illustration of what happens when these high-level trials happen outside the Beltway. So now we have three more men who were exonerated, found not guilty uh, for their alleged involvement in the Whitmer Fednapping hoax, which as we know involved dozens of FBI informants, undercover agents, supervising agents, probably all the way up to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Those three men were acquitted on all charges. Add to that two men who were acquitted on federal charges. In April of 2022, two other men got a hung jury thanks to one juror who refused to acquit uh, Barry Croft jr and adam fox doj retried them in august of 2022 and again thanks to doj getting their way with a very biased federal judge who recognized the consequences of more acquittals in that case those two men were convicted sentenced to 19 and 22 years in prison both of those matters are up now on appeal This is a huge defeat though, Jesse, no matter how Dana Nessel, the attorney general for Michigan and uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who almost was kidnapped and killed by the guy who lived in the vacuum, um, the basement of vacuum repair shop in a (laughs) Grand Rapids strip mall. Right. Half of the defendants who went to trial were acquitted. Two more were almost acquitted. Massive defeat for Department of Justice and government, state government that runs, oh, about 90 to 95% conviction rate.
5: Why were they actually convicted, Julie? Or not convicted, I'm sorry, why were they acquitted? Why were they acquitted?
9: Well, what was amazing in the state trial, Jesse, is that Attorney General Dana Nessel and the judge agreed to prevent defense attorneys from bringing forth this FBI entrapment defense. They could not raise entrapment. Before the case went to the jury last week, the judge again admonished jurors to say, entrapment is a judgment made by the court, not by the jury. So they weren't even allowed to consider entrapment, which is different than what happened in the federal trial. The entire trial was based on FBI entrapment. So even though the judge and Attorney General Dana Nessel wanted to prevent this jury from considering entrapment, they obviously did because there was no other case except for how the FBI put this group together. Two FBI agents, the key um, handling agents in the case, testified in this trial, they obviously were unconvincing. One of them was caught lying on the stand, doctoring evidence against one of the defendants, and was called out by defense attorneys. So this case not just imploded on the weight of what the FBI did, but the uh, un, you know the the doctoring of evidence and um, false testimony given by one of these FBI agents. So this is a real exoneration for all of the defendants, all the targets in this case. Again, the situation, the matter's not over since these two uh, convictions, Barry Croft Jr. and Adam Fox, are now pending before a Michigan appellate court.
5: Julie, very rarely do I see a story out of this DOJ that actually makes me laugh, but this one today got me a real audible snicker when I saw Ray Epps was being charged with a crime a crime singular some little slap on the wrist for the guy who's on videotape encouraging people to go into the capitol julie it seems so obvious at least to me that this is a gigantic middle finger to the american people they want you mad they want to rub it in your face that there are two different standards
9: They absolutely do, Jesse. It's such a good point. And Merrick Garland tomorrow uh, is going to try to pretend that his justice department, you know, that justice is blind and that he's going after people like Hunter Biden and others equally. We know that's not the case, but they are, they're gratified. They love shoving this in the face of the American people because they know ultimately there's nothing that we can do about it. I did a quick search as soon as um, the Ray apps. it's called an information. So felonies are under a criminal indictment information deals with misdemeanors. There are roughly 15 or 16 informations out of a caseload of 1,100 defendants and counting that has one count in an information. Most of those single counts, Jesse, are for parading in the Capitol. There's only one defendant I found who has a single count in an information, uh, similar to, uh, to Ray Epps, and guess what? He was with the Proud Boys on January 5th and 6th. He was running in that first breach group where Ray Epps was, by the way. Um, he could be an FBI informant because, as we know, there were at least 15 FBI informants in the Proud Boys um, case. So the fact that there's only one other individual tied to the Proud Boys who has the same charge rate as Ray Epps does, little or nothing to convince us that uh, Ray Epps was not acting in some uh, behalf on uh, for the government or a political interest.
5: Yeah. Julie, let's move on to this Jack Smith character. You have a piece up, great piece on your Substack called Jack Smith's Real Life Boogeyman. What are you talking about?
9: I mean, I write in there, I wonder if Jack Smith checks under his bed every night to see if there's a big guy, you know, with an oversized blue suit and a long red tie hiding there because he's absolutely terrified of Donald Trump, um, claiming in this proposed uh, gag order, of course, that his social media tweets on Truth Social somehow endanger the lives of prosecutors, including himself, by the way, D.C. judges, that they're poisoning the jury system, the uh, prospective jury pool in D.C. What's even more alarming, Jesse, and I cover this extensively, is the nondisclosure order that he got in the Twitter lawsuit, where he claimed initially that Donald Trump would flee the country if he he found out about the Twitter search warrant. And further, if he did, that he would provoke violence in the streets. This is a sort of ridiculous, outlandish, hyperbolic, and in many cases, false accusations made uh, by Jack Smith. So I just, I detail a few of them in my recent piece, but trust me, there will be more to come.
5: Looking forward to it. Julie, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
9: Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me on.
5: All right. An F-35 costs like $100 million. It's expensive. That's an expensive piece of equipment, $100 million. The military, for a while, like 12 hours, lost one yesterday. Eventually, they found it in some poor saps field, just a bunch of debris. How exactly does something like that happen? Let's talk to a couple military guys about that next before we talk to them about that. Let me talk to you about why you're stuck in your timeshare. You know why you're stuck in your timeshare? You want out, but you're stuck in it. You know why you're stuck? Well, it's not your fault. Hopefully that makes you feel better. You're stuck because they're a bunch of con artists. These timeshare companies do this to everybody. They get you in. They suck you in. You sign up. Hopefully you did get some enjoyment out of it. And they know for a fact, eventually, people are kind of done with it. You move on, whether you're sick of it, kids grew up, moved away, and you try to get out, and then you call, and they say, no, sorry, you're not allowed out. You should have read the contract. They always tell you that. Sorry, it's in the contract. They'll tell you where in the contract, too. And you'll read it, and you'll think, oh, dang, I'm stuck forever, but you're not. Lone Star Transfer will get you out of your timeshare. They will get you out legally and permanently. They're so confident in their skills in this regard, they put it in writing. They even give you a time frame. Hey, we're gonna get you out by this time. 18,000 timeshare owners are legally and permanently free of their timeshare thanks to Lone Star Transfer. All you have to do is call them. 844-310-2646. That's your one-stop shop for freedom. One, co- one phone call from freedom, 844-310-2646.
4: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm
1: Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.
2: Let me ask you about the F-35. How does the U.S. military lose a $100 million plane?
1: That will be something that they will investigate, uh, believe me.
5: Mm, They're going to investigate it. I can't wait for this investigation. seems like only yesterday they were investigating who drone-striked 10 innocent people in Afghanistan. And once that investigation was over, they found nothing and nobody was responsible. So I look forward to another one of those joining me now. My friends, Kurt Schlichter, retired Army colonel, of course, Town Hall columnist, and Jim Hansen, Army Special Forces, and president of World Strat Solutions. Okay, Kurt, uh, I hate to parrot that talking head idiot on TV, but how do you lose a $100 million jet?
7: Look, I think you're asking the wrong question. I think the right question is, what are the jet's pronouns?
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: The, uh, I, look,
7: I, I just want to compare this. They seem less <laughs> upset about losing this hundred million dollar aircraft than if, like, private Snuffy misplaces his NVGs out in the field. Uh,
5: Jim, I immediately, when I saw this, I immediately thought, okay, this is this just goes to show, as Kurt just alluded to, this is a military that is. Has its priorities all out of whack, but is there a simpler, easier, better explanation than that? Please tell me there's a better explanation than asking the public to call a hotline to locate their missing (laughs) F-35.
8: I got to admit, though, I was hoping Bubba had it, you know, and he had hauled it with his tractor into a pole (laughs) barn somewhere (laughs) out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and he was going to like... I might know where your plane is. No, the simple fact is they're not training for war. They're not training the proper way. And all of our processes, systems, and warfighting capabilities have eroded and degraded to the point where now we got to hope the Chinese economy collapses before they decide to take us on.
5: Kurt. (sighs) The Marine Corps issues this stand-down order, and surprise, surprise, in this distrustful society we have now, people are running with every theory in the world, including theories like China hacked our F-35 and they're flying it around, like one of the little cars your mom bought you for your birthday, which you would break very quickly after you drove it off of a ramp. I don't think I buy into that exactly, but do you put any credence on any of these internet conspiracy theories?
7: Well, considering they all seem to be proven true, look. Here's the problem: yeah. when you lose trust, you lose trust, and people are going to assume the worst about you. I remember a time not so long ago when the military was the most trusted institution in America, and the uh, uh, the, the generals and admirals took that trust, doused it in lighter fluid, and set it on fire in the center of the Pentagon as part of a pagan sacrifice to Gaia the non-binary two-spirit earth mother. The, the, the fact is these guys have completely blown it. And I, I what am I going to do? Tell the American people, no, 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 these guys got it. Don't worry. There's a good explanation. No, no, that's a bridge too far. A reference that most of our modern military wouldn't get.
5: It. Kurt, Kurt, you were once one of these filthy officers. Why do they suck so bad now?
7: Well, because guys like me left, uh, guys like me weren't <laughs> wanted. I, I look, I look, I look. I, I was no hero like Pete Buttigieg, Okay, I'm no Danan Dick Blumenthal. Uh But you know, I grew up in a military where we were expected to take care of our troops and accomplish the mission. And if we didn't, uh, you know, you 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 got unjobbed. Okay, you got fired and and, and booted out. And uh, that's kind of the standard that I grew up with, and I saw it pay off in uh, our last military victory, which was Desert Storm, where we took out what thirty-six divisions in one hundred hours. I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think this, this present military could do anything more than, uh, 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 you know, take out thirty-six drag queens in hundred hours, and they probably <laughs> wouldn't do that. That'd be call, that'd be blue on blue.
5: Jim, uh, this was Joe Biden today, speaking at the U.N.
6: Simply put, the 21st century, 21st century results are badly needed, are needed to move us along. That starts with the United Nations, starts right now. It has to evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships. Let me be clear. Certain principles are in the national system,
5: are sacros- sacrosanct, Jim, how many, how much of our military problems, how many of our military problems, I should say, enlisted guy over here, are just a problem of leadership? Not just the president, admirals, generals. We just have a bunch of morons in charge. Some have dementia, some do not. But that's really the issue.
8: 100%. We lost all the warriors in the not-too-distant past. You know, there was a point in time where they decided that the military was a social engineering lab, and it didn't matter who they put in charge as long as they were going to follow that political guidance. And now you've got people who are more concerned about pronouns and pride parades than they are about war fighting. And, and it's, it's led us to a position now where we can't trust them to take us forward. And the, and the only way out is we need to win an election and we need to uproot every piece of diversity, equity, inclusion, and the rest of that queer agenda garbage and throw it right out the window. Burn it in the center of the Pentagon like, like they did with the, the rest of the stuff, like Kurt said. Burn the crappy stuff, not the good stuff
5: yeah speaking of that agenda i want to wish happy birthday to the air force they had a birthday yesterday i forgot to mention that on the show kurt ukraine russia let's switch gears a little bit here i can't seem to get accurate information on what's going on there i'm genuinely just a curious soul i i'm not that vested interest wise in it i just want to know what's it go how's it going who's winning who's losing what's happening over there in that part of the world
7: good good lord how the hell would I know uh, look we're not getting any good information about this we heard there was a giant offensive going on that sort of like faded away uh, the fact is there were three ways you, three or four ways you could do it pull out completely uh, you know force them to negotiate give them everything they want or create a meat grinder that kills a bunch of people and wastes a bunch of our money that's the worst option so naturally that's the one that the American foreign policy establishment has embraced
5: it's a disaster. Yes. Yeah, what a, what a shock. Okay. Finally, Jim, in Afghanistan, we just had an American detained with 17 others for the horrific crime of preaching Christianity. Look, okay, Afghanistan's a dump. The Taliban suck. We all know that. But maybe I'm naive. I remember growing up in a country where other countries feared capturing Americans. Now it appears this is something that happens every other day. Just take take our people whenever you want. It's fine.
8: Weird, did Joe Biden just stack $6 billion worth of currency on an unmarked plane and fly that over to the mullahs in Iran for the five Americans they were holding? And he gave them five Iranian terrorists out of our prisons. I can't imagine what that did to convince other nations that maybe it's a profitable business since A, we'll pay you and B, nobody's scared of us. We have become an international laughing stock and it's not just Joe Biden. It's been going on for a while. Trump slowed it down, but we need to f- make sure that the world fears us or we're going to end up fighting things we never should be ha- have had to fight.
5: Yeah. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. Come back soon.
8: Uh, Anytime.
5: We got some investigative journalism. No, not from me, my goodness, from someone else. Next, before we get to that. I want to wish a happy birthday to somebody. You see, my friend Seton, he's the one who runs chalk And he has a brand new baby boy. How serious is Seton about the old testosterone thing? He tried to name the kid Hannibal. I'm not even making that up. I just talked to him on the phone about an hour ago. You see, testosterone is everything for men in this country. And we have to do it the right way. Because of the estrogens in our water and the plastics, we friggin' shower in them, our testosterone levels are dropping. We must increase them. We need more testosterone now than we've ever had, not less. And right now we have half of what we used to have. Get yourself on a male vitality stack from chalk. Male vitality stack, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. My goodness, the difference in just how you'll feel. Ladies, you're not left out, don't worry. Female vitality stack for you gets your balance, gets you exactly where you need to be. Are you ready to be full of pep and energy at two or three in the afternoon? Look at me right now. It's nighttime. Chalk.com. Promo code Jesse gets you 35% off subscriptions, so don't pay full price. That's—that's What kind of chump would pay full price? Chalk.com. Promo code Jesse. We'll be back.
1: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
5: All right, I have to prep you for something. I don't normally do this, but as you know, this is a family show. I know you sit down and watch with your kids, and I love that, and it always will be that. This next subject is a bit of an ugly one. No, obviously we're not going to get super graphic or anything like that. Don't worry. I just want to warn you We're discussing the kind of online smut industry that may be a little bit harder to hear, all right? All right, now I want you to listen to this undercover video. There's a website, obviously, Pornhub. It's not not one for the kiddos. And this is a technical product manager describing a loophole of sorts. Listen to this. How are you gonna tell me, like, who's in that video of the girl's not showing her face? Like, that wouldn't hold in court. That would be the loophole that I always, like, I look at that and I'm like, that's stupid, but everybody is just kind of rolling with it.
10: Why do they just roll with it? Why don't they say something? It
5: would cost money. Who
10: exploits the loophole? A lot. F-ing everybody. For
5: everyone. You make a lot of money.
10: Do rapists use it, or...? Of course.
8: Of course. We've brought it up to the CPO, we brought it up to the CLO, and they're both telling us it's all good. And the CPO is especially telling us, like, f off, it's all good. Like,
10: stop. So it. they know Like, the sh- risk, like they shut up.
8: Like, no, like, it's all good. I'm not going to get caught.
5: It it's fine. But what if, like, the
10: government was to find
5: out about this loophole, what would they do? I'd say
3: I don't know. They're not going to do shit. They'll do
10: nothing.
3: They're dumb. They don't know
10: shit.
5: They're not qualified to identify I the leader. Leader. What? What loophole? Joining me now, Arden Young. She's the investigative journalist with Sound Investigations. Okay, Arden, explain to me what I'm hearing here, because that all sounded really bad. It seems like this website is a human trafficking website.
10: Yeah, they certainly seem to be profiting a lot uh, from illegal videos, exploitative videos. And he explains to me a loophole where um, they're not verifying these videos uploaded by users, where if you're uploading videos that don't show faces, which many of them are, they're not verifying everyone's age and identity. So it leaves a lot of room for people like traffickers and rapists, like he mentions, uh, to be uploading videos that are abusive and completely illegal. It's a violation of US code 2257 that ruled that um, in pornographic content uh, made by a traditional porn company, every single participant has to be verified for age. Um, so we want Pornhub held accountable for this. And, and Farley himself, uh, he says this wouldn't hold in court he's brought it up to the CPO, he's brought it up to the CLO, and they have told him to F off and shut up. So it's completely inexcusable, and we want Pornhub held accountable.
5: Pornhub has said publicly that it's cleaned things up. Is this just standard corporate America jargon, or have they actually cleaned things up?
10: I don't think they've actually cleaned things up. This leaves way, way too much room for error. Uh, the whole premise for this investigation was that Pornhub claimed to publicly clean things up, but we suspected differently. So we decided to investigate. Uh, Mike Farley gave me a lot of stunning admissions and we don't think it's clean on the inside. He says it's all about profits. It would hurt their bottom line. And um, they're not thinking about legality uh, in an ethical way. They're, they're just trying to skirt the laws.
5: Okay, something that caught my eye, actually the reason this story caught my eye at all, is your investigative journalism is being censored and censored by the social media site people like to think of as the more freedom social media site, X, formerly known as Twitter. I don't know, I'm old, I can't keep track of all these things. But why exactly are you being censored?
10: Uh, That kind of remains to be seen. Last night, I was locked out of my Twitter uh, for violating privacy rules. which is weird, I'm not allowed back in unless I acknowledge that these posts should be deleted and Twitter's already taken them down. So unfortunately, the story is scrubbed from Twitter and uh, I thought differently of the platform, which is why we decided to use it to release the story. Hopefully it gets reviewed and taken care of, but if not, uh, I don't know what the next steps are.
5: Arden, I love what you do, investigative journalism. I I just, we should have an army of people who do what you do in this country. Sadly, we do not. Tell people about it. How did you even get into it? I'm really curious.
10: Absolutely. Well, uh, I began sound investigations earlier this year. I decided to uh, investigate Pornhub because of a 2020 article in the New York Times written by Nicholas Kristof about Pornhub and it's titled The Children of Pornhub, and it details uh, these children who had been exploited. It was filmed and monetized on Pornhub, and Pornhub had refused to take those videos down. Oh. Um, so that is the reason why I wanted to investigate this in the first place. It, uh, MindGeek, the parent company of Pornhub, has a huge monopoly over the porn industry, and um, the amount of power, resources, money they have is uh, daunting.
5: Arden, uh, these people I'm really genuinely curious they have no idea they're being recorded he just thinks he's on a hot date and they just run their mouths like this I think about this every time I see one of these undercover videos with some big shot at some company shooting his mouth off to these dudes look, I know we're big dumb animals they just get around a pretty girl and they just vomit out everything they're not supposed to say
10: he was an open book Uh, it was surprising to me as well (laughs) actually Yeah, uh, we sat down, and I asked him the questions I wanted to ask, and he was very obliging.
5: Okay. Do you get cool gadgets and stuff like spies do with investigative journalism?
10: We do have covert camera equipment that we use in order to evade detection. freaking awesome.
5: (laughs) Gosh, I want a covert camera. Arden, thank you so much for what you do. Please, come back soon.
10: Thank you, Jesse.
5: Of course. All right, I know we need to lighten the mood after that. It's just something I thought was worth covering. Let's be aware of the filth that's out there. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Uh, we already went over everything at the very beginning of the show about where we're going financially as a country. It's just It boggles the mind that these people are sitting around just discussing how to spend billions when there's no money left. Uh, what have you done to make preparations for some rocky times. It helps you sleep at night. You know that, right? When I tell you to get an emergency three-month food kit, mine helps me sleep. It does. I know that's probably weird. It does. It makes me feel good to know that I have made basic preparations for anything that might come along. My Patriot Supply has three-month food kits ready to go, and they're 25% off right now. Did you know that? You don't have to worry about, what about this can of beans? How long is this good for? Three-month food kits prepped, ready to go, 2 thousand Calories a day. Prepare with Jesse is where you go get them. Everyone in your home needs one. If you got four people, buy four of them. If you live alone, just get one. You don't have to overdo it, but you need one. Prepare with Jesse All right? That's what gets you 25% off. We'll be back.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
1: All right, it is time to lighten the
5: mood, and before we get to a different light in the mood today, let's do something. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your home. Do you know why you walk into someone else's home and it has an odor? You know why? Because we have odors. Sorry, we do. We put off odors as human beings. The production staff, horrible odors all all over the place. Sorry, Mr. Producer, horrible odors. But we do, look, we humans, pets, our food, we put off odors, they soak into our homes, our homes acquire smells over time, and it's gross. Get some Eden Pure Thunderstorms in your home because they will clean your air. Not cover up the odor, it's not the weird little potpourri oil thing you plug into the outlet in the wall. It eliminates the odor in your air, cleaning it, viruses, mold, it does in your your home what nature does after a thunderstorm. They have three packs of these things available, $200 off. What do you have to do? You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE. All right? EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. Go clean the air up in your home. Now, for Lighten the Mood, we're doing something a little different. That was a long show, all kinds of stuff with debt and all of the online filth. and just it was, it was a lot. A lot to deal with. So let's turn our anger that we might be feeling right now, anger, stress, whatever it is, let's turn it into activism. Did you know that it's voter registration day today? So if you're at all feeling angst, anger, stress over all the news of the day and all the stories, turn it into activism and call one friend. Or you know what? You know what? I forgot. It's the year 2023. I don't mean to be an old fogey. Text somebody. Pick up your phone. Text a friend. Better yet, Grab the link and text it to all your friends in a big group text. Hey, voter registration day today, go register to vote, and don't vote Democrat like a dirty commie. Don't be afraid to throw that in there, too. Let's turn our anger into activism in even small ways, all right? That's how we take this country back. We'll do it again tomorrow.